Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith. Oh, hold on. Let me oh, get that's one. a little Coke because it's a uh, dry January. This I, g- I gave up on dry January. I know I made it five days. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but I, I, five days. No, I, I just had a rough day and I was like, I just need a glass of wine. So I'm just drinking one glass of wine. Um, and uh, we're glad. I'm glad to be here, though. Me too. This is our weekly free episode. Uh, which is a, a way of shaming y'all that have not signed up for our patron mm. who who listen to us every week for free. Yeah. Kind of like NPR. You know, they go that thing every once, twice a year where they just shame you for listening. To <laughs> yeah. NPR. We're doing a pledge drive all year. We're, all year. we're doing. So just look, throw us five bucks. If you don't like it, cancel after a year or two. Yeah. And, yeah uh, four years, four extra episodes yeah. a m- month. Yeah. A month. Not a week. A 52 month. Yeah. episodes a year for $5 a month. That's, That's less pretty- than... That's about a dollar per episode. Yeah, that's not not a bad deal, right that's there. Not a bad deal. I'd so, pay yeah. for it. Yeah, pay for it. Just you get it. A lot of <laughs> you, you, you like change. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's a that's a great way to uh, introduce. Uh, uh, as we've told you guys, uh, that we have a lot planned for this year. One of those things is trying to bring in a comic who we enjoy, who also loves conspiracies like we do each week, yeah. and we are super excited to have. A great comic. He tours all over the country. He has a special on dry bar comedy that you can watch. But he uh, he actually lives in Raleigh, so we're just lucky that he he's a he's a local comic, but yet a national comic. Uh, and our friend, welcome to the pod, Andy Forrester. Howdy! Thanks Hello. for having me. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am. Uh, I'm holed up in my bedroom. I don't know where y'all do uh, your podcasting from, but uh, your office. Bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your office. Well, I would love for it to be uh, our office, but my wife uh, took that over uh, when the quarantine hit, and uh, so yeah, I'm not allowed in there yeah. anymore. And uh, so yeah, I, I lost do... more space. Every kid I had, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, kid that's... you have, you lose a little little part of you. It's just... uh, very interesting. <laughs> I don't get to. Yeah, I'm in a. I'm literally in a bedroom that's all me. I get to sleep in here, and I get to like. Do, do artwork in here and i get to you know do zoom calls like it's i don't leave here if i get a refrigerator i'm never leaving you could call it a man cave or something that sounds you could you could call it uh yeah. there's very yeah there's <laughs> there not a lot, lot of, of a lot of yeah. caving going on i mean yeah, yeah I, I, I a lot of work yeah. i need to uh get my spider-man posters back out that's what i need to yeah. do yeah 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 well it's great to, <laughs> great to have you now you're you're a conspiracy theorist you like you know i i love it i absolutely love it i am uh i'm a huge huge fan of the x files which i know that doesn't necessarily mean you know but i but i I, you know that is sort of what x files did is like tackle certain conspiracies uh theories and did yeah and and i love it i'm i i watch it when whenever it comes on but it's also on hulu so i'm just currently like just channel you know charging through episodes you know like uh, maybe one a night kind of like nah, i love this let's watch it you know that do you watch so i i i watched the x files uh in real time so i watched yes. it from yes. the beginning to the end oh, yeah. then i watched it again i think i paid like four thousand dollars for like a box <laughs> back oh like, good lord yeah well, it wasn't that much but it no, was a no, lot of money but it's a lot right. of money yeah uh, people people with streaming services forget that there was once upon a time you had to buy all the DVDs. Yeah, you, you bought. To see yeah, some. yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. discs. And yeah. and you're right. The X Files. I didn't buy it because I was like, I don't, I don't have that. Kind it, of I think it was three hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, it was sure. ridiculous. That's crazy. But I watched it again, and then when it came out streaming services, I watched it. But but that time, 
I watched just the story arc. I, I cut the Monsters of the Week episodes out. Oh, okay. I love the mo- I love all of it. I love I, all the Monsters I, I of the do, Week and the story arc. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I just I didn't have it in me to watch it. Another I, one another. of them. I so in the first season, I think it's the first season. Uh, they were in Raleigh. There was an episode in Raleigh. Really, and uh, and um, the guy who played the villain or the you know, and it could like he was in the prison here in Raleigh. And he's the voice of Chucky, um, that famous oh, actor wow. who's the voice of Chucky. So oh, you may wow. have seen him before, but, um, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I do. I love That's it. What... <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I know. I, I know way too much about it. And I, I love the X-Files. And I love, I mean, honestly, I love um, I love a good conspiracy theory. You know, like I, I, I don't yeah. enjoy like um, that shit, crazy stuff that is ruining the world but i like a fun oh, yeah. one i like a fun one like a like fun? a bigfoot and a loch ness yeah and very aliens. fun not yeah. a capital and, you know, like riot thing you're not a capital you know, riot yeah, guy see, scary stuff the, yeah yeah yeah, not fun. yeah yeah the the yeah. That, that that sort of stuff is yeah. like what I, what I don't like is people peddling in conspiracy theories <laughs> oh, right. that, that then ruin the world uh literally we kind of wrestled through it in real time because yeah. we started our podcast and then during that time, uh, the Trump presidency sort of devolved into a very conspiracy driven yeah. world and the pandemic came along and that got wrapped up in conspiracy. Yeah. Theories. And so like we, we at times were like, I mean, we've we faced a few bans on different social media platforms for our content. And we were. Sort of oh, like, wow. How do we how do we because for us, conspiracy theories were all about, you know, asking questions and not accepting necessarily the common answer and say well is, does that make sense or does it not whereas we felt like somehow conspiracy theorists had become almost more sheep-like than regular people you know where it's like yeah i got the vaccine like you're a sheep and you're like well hold on hold on right. i try not to, to dip in all that because uh, yeah it just gets messy well, yeah, it gets messy and 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 I can't uh, it's kind of like arguing on the internet. That's a terrible way to spend one second of your life is arguing about stupid stuff on the internet. So, we were talking earlier like right now today uh we're one day away from the anniversary of the yeah, the January and, and I, lots of podcasts are talking about it, lots of conspiracy podcasts, but I we just we want to talk about something that's fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh and so coming up on the 45 year anniversary of the last day that the Lutz family lived at 112 Ocean Avenue, Long Island, New York, uh, which is uh, better known as the Amityville house. And this is a weird thing because for, I think for guys our age, which we're all over the age of 40. What? uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, I I was, believe me, I was was thinking about this and, and tell me if you agree with this. For our generation, the Amityville horror was the closest thing to a viral social media event that you could experience like in the in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't even I can't even remember how I how I watched it because I I watch horror movies all the time now. But I know Mm. that as a kid, I didn't. And I think it was one of those things where it wasn't allowed or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. So, um, so it wasn't allowed at my house, but I know I had to stumble on one of them because um, I, I distinctly remember a movie where like 
this black stuff came up from a toilet and I right. felt like it was in that movie and or or if they had like a second one it was in that movie or I guess could it could have been, been in my house memory yeah memory you know now that, now that you say that yeah. Yeah. we didn't have a plunger and it yeah. was yeah it was yeah. definitely haunted was uh, it yeah. was it in that movie am i am i yeah am I, no that's in the movie that's in okay. the movie yeah yeah. yeah 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 for those listening the amityville house was in long island in a neighborhood called amityville um not far from the ocean but um in the 19 uh in 75 a family uh, vacated the house because of paranormal activities inside the house. And we'll tell you more about that in a minute. And, and they left. And then eventually uh, they told their story to a writer who wrote a book. Uh, it was a very successful book. I think 10 million copies sold. Yeah. 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 It became an independent film, the Amityville horror and one of the most successful independent films at the time. And it all happened within about five years after the incident. And it really did. I mean, I, I know people from Long Island who said the line of cars to go and look at this Dutch colonial house was miles long at times. And longer than real... the ham jam. What's the ham jam? You know, uh, was that the place that sells Christmas hams near my house? They have to read oh, the traffic ham. every year. Oh, my God. <laughs> ham, yeah. Yeah, that's the black stuff coming out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what is yeah. that place? It's right there, Duncan. It's the uh, honey, ham jam. honey baked ham, I, man. Oh, the ham yeah. jam. The Amityville horror began before the Lutz family moved into the house. How far back it goes is a subject of much discussion, but the immediate backstory is this: um, Ronald DeFeo Jr. in November of 1974 um, was arrested for murdering six people inside the house um okay. now the 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 people that he killed were all were all family members of him he was uh sentenced to 25 years in jail and just coincidentally uh he died in custody in march of 2021 um so he killed oh, six, he yeah uh so not not, not that long ago um no no fanfare yeah. no not I, nary a mention i didn't hear anything no, about no, it, you yeah. would have thought but uh did he die of old age or just yeah, he uh, died he died of old old okay. age uh which that's good well that's not but he wasn't that old yeah it can't be that old i mean because he's portrayed as like a it, he's like 20 something else. yeah yeah he's 30 something it was it's been uh uh but what i understand is he was 25 years in custody but it's been 45 years ago so i don't i don't know what happened to his sentence maybe it was 25 per mm. person because mm. he killed six people oh. i thought his sentence sounded yeah. really light when i because he was convicted of second degree murder, but yet he killed six people. The circumstances are very suspicious of their deaths. So they were all six found face down, no signs of struggle with uh, a w bullet wounds from a rifle. Now, what's weird mm. is that none of the neighbors, no one in earshot reported any sounds of any rifles whatsoever no gunshots were ever heard uh, now there was gunpowder and, and there were gunshot wounds also there were what caliber was it what the heck? why are you asking me that well because a 22 you're not gonna oh no it's it. a rifle correct a 22, yeah, 22 can be a rifle but a 30 odd yeah. six is a lot louder you can oh shit andy knows uh, yeah, oh, let, me tell you. let me let me tell you <laughs> my, my dad owned more guns than the army i know a lot about guns oh wow <laughs> so All right, i know yeah. nothing about so if it's a 22 no one's gonna hear yeah, and a I'll 22 is really quiet uh so yeah in the movie 
it's sort of uh you know posited that it's like oh the house is sitting alone in the woods type thing i mean it's not it's never sort of like but no. but, I, but that, that's how i always viewed it it's like it's this right. big house in the woods not near anybody else it's at the end of a block no, it's one block. of those like like you know that you could picture that long island neighborhood where the houses are right up next oh, to each okay, other. Okay. It's one of those kind of places yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um well i just know that the police uh noted that there was no silencer on the rifle but no one reported hearing gunshots which they found to be odd yeah um uh he he, he claimed that they're like well there's no signs of struggle and he's like yeah well i drugged them all before i killed them toxicology reports extensive co- toxicology reports found no evidence whatsoever of any sedatives or drugs of any kind that would have caused them to basically sleep without any signs of struggle to stop someone from killing all six of them. Yeah. But when you, when the demons are on your side, uh, then they will help you make sure that everybody is face down and right. uh, not awake. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, the demon was probably like, Hey, you guys, you want to do a planking challenge? Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. all lay face down. <laughs> Light is a feather. They just got so tired. a board. And then you just, Hey, mom and dad, let's play hide and seek. You got to put your face in the pillows. Yeah. yeah. I think what's more interesting than the fact that the toxicology report showed no sedatives is that he claimed that he sedated them. And he would later on claim a lot of things about the killings. He tried to have a mistrial declared a couple times. And each time, who actually did the killing changed. At times, it was like his sister did it or he did it at his sister's request or at one point there was a break-in and there was an intruder who did all the killings and so he he changed it enough to where a judge eventually said look you've changed your story so many times uh originally he did not remember how he killed them right just sort of like i don't know what happened and sort of blacked out because he was possessed yeah see he he, uh he came at into like a bar like ran into a bar in a panic and was like, somebody killed my family. And they're like, who killed your family? He's like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And then like, they get back there. It's like, Oh, you killed your family. That's the immediate backdrop to the Lutz family. Right. Who bought the house for a ridiculously cheap price because yeah. did they know someone that, died? No, everybody it? knew someone died. Oh, the real okay. estate agent yeah. was like, it's hard to hide. They saw the place and were like, love it. Why is it so cheap? And she was like, I'm going to level with you six people died here like a, m- a month ago i mean it was like oh, wow. very little time pat well let's see they uh, a year passed he, he killed okay, him november 1974 they bought it in december of 1975 they moved out in january of 1976 they lasted less than a month in the house wow, wow. and they Weak. they bought it here's what's the really bad move which like I get I get buying a house for like eighty thousand dollars, which should cost way that's I think that's what they paid for, like eighty thousand. Way under market value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I don't get is they bought it fully furnished. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I know six people uh, died here, but we're not moving any of this furniture yeah. out. What you know, about let's keep it? What about the blood stained yeah. king size bed where they yeah. all died? That's yeah. still up there. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. The person they're buying it from, they're like, uh, we need to move this couch out of here. They're like, nah, I'm not moving that couch. That's like, weighs like <laughs> two people. You know how much yeah. a body yeah. weighs? <laughs> we had to clean them out earlier. They, they, whatever I, I you do, don't move the furniture because there's blood stains underneath. I feel it. Like, yeah, right? it. 
I feel like because uh, I know the cost of what they paid for the furniture. I feel like the cost. Somebody said, look, keep lowering the price until essentially it would cost oh, yeah. us the same to move it to to get rid of the furniture. Right. That makes so sense. they so here's what they they paid for a fully furnished like four bedroom house again in the 70s. But they paid four four hundred dollars for all what? the furniture. They're like, good oh Lord, God. which just means they just were like 10,000 yeah. for the they're like, no, get yeah. that out. They're like, no, 5,000. How much does it cost to dispose of it? And they're like, yeah, it's four hundred dollars to take it out of here. Like, we'll give you four hundred. They're like, OK, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a wash, wow. Right? Wow. You know what I mean? Like they just that's really cheap, even in the 70s for a mm-hmm. fully furnished house. Right. Yeah. So they but it is hard to sell furniture. I <laughs> Mur- murder furniture, especially murder furniture. I just I, you got a lot of furniture is the hardest to get rid of. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because you have to tell someone if a house has had a murder in it, or if they ask, then you just murder them. Yeah, yeah. You don't always have to tell them. Well, not every state right, has the law, state, but no state has a law that if you sell a couch at a yard sale that you have to be like yeah yeah my grandmother yeah (laughs) it's just but i but i feel like the furniture i might buy a house that had a murder in it i don't know that i would buy the fur i feel like the furniture is more apt to be it isn't it always some like weird like doll or yeah chair (laughs) right isn't it oh i don't know for sure listen i can this is what i i spend my a lot of what little spare time I have is spent watching horror movies. It's always something that is haunted. It's like a it's like a uh, a music yeah. box or I'm, something. Right? That they, I, yeah. yeah, that's people sell them on eBay. You can make a yeah. killing. Yeah, yeah, just making up that it's haunted. Oh, really? Just make up a good. Yeah, backstory. go to eBay and search haunted doll or haunted box or haunted chair. People just it's a good way to get rid of furniture and be like, this is not mid century modern. No. Uh, so the family moves in. They last only a month, and here's what happens: is. Uh, Prior to moving in, somebody said, look, you live in a murder house. Probably should have it exercised. Exorcised. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard enough for me to exercise. <laughs> I certainly can't get my house. To do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, uh, right? yeah. You need to exercise if you're going to live in this upscale Amityville neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be running from here. ghosts. I'm going to be getting all the exercise. <laughs> I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had a priest come in to exercise the place and he went into the bedroom upstairs one of the upstairs bedrooms where the murders happens and an audible voice told him get out so so he he heard uh, a voice tell him to get out Uh, the the catholic church still has an exorcism squad oh really (laughs) yeah they said is it called a squad i love that you called it a squad i think think it's a squad i think it's uh, they're on the the, yeah yeah no i think but I'm not just I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I love that 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 the idea I think it's called the squad of a group of they're Catholic like priests. Up. You know, yeah. They're yeah, squad up. It is interesting to me that if you have a, a demon, they will send somebody out to help you get rid of that that demon. Yeah. Well, it's weird too that like the Vatican has tons of files on UFOs and like tons of it's like, mm, what do you what do you know that you don't Oh, right, them? right. Aren't yeah. they part of the Illuminati yeah, like, though? I mean, isn't that the whole thing? Like, you know, I mean they're they're they're, they're interest aligned, but they're separate entities. Yeah. Um, I got you. I mean, they have a they have a uh, a vast library which is technically open to the public. 
anyone can go there and request to read anything. The problem is, is that one, you have to know the language and two, you have to know where it's located because there's no card catalog or anything. There's no indexed right. search. So, Dear Jesus, tell me <laughs> right, where the book it's literally, is. Literally, so you can say, <laughs> I, am, I am looking for the scroll of Barabbas, uh, the ancient alien, and uh, or the chronovisor, which is a time-traveling uh, machine that is housed in the Vatican, but you have to know where to find it. And it's just like, I don't know. How, how, do, you, how do you possibly That's find sad. it? You you know you, you know a lot about this. Yeah. Well, we. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, is it called? Let me ask you: Is it if Jesus is the one you ask? Is it called the Jewy Desmos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, that <was> awesome. <laughs> it's the only one without kids, and that's the most dad joke yet. Awesome. I know. Right? Uh, uh, so uh, the the Lutzes move in post exorcism. And they start to experience incredible paranormal activity in the house. So they see chairs moving across the wall. Uh, they see uh, this black slime oozing from the walls and coming up from the toilets, as Andy mentioned. Yeah. Um, the, 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 whatever the, the force that was inside this house seemed to latch on to their children, which, by the way, is very common. Um, and so uh, they, the, their child that lived in the basement seemed to be particularly susceptible to the suggestive powers of this, whatever this possessive spirit was. These kids but, are inherently evil. Uh, mm-hmm. y- yeah. <laughs> or, or, oh, sorry, or, sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase that. My kids are inherently evil. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I apologize. I, I have a hell. I have a hell kid as well. Um, I, I think that kids are inherently susceptible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to su- suggestive yeah, like modeling yeah. play. They had an evening where they in January, like less than thirty days after they moved in, where they just had enough and they just moved out. They just left with zero of their possessions like literally left everything in the house and we're like, we refuse to go back there and get anything out. We're out 400 bucks. <laughs> we're at 400 bucks down a drain. Was a, um, we're, we're leaving everything, but we're taking that couch. That, yeah. That's a good couch. Um, yeah. So people that went in afterwards were like, we didn't experience anything, but the, the Lutzes definitely did. And it led to a lot of speculation, both in the book shows up a little bit in the movie about what was it about the house itself? Was this house somehow have something involved, something even older than the DeFeo murders that was a, a possessive spirit of some kind? And this is a popular thing that shows up in a lot of the sort of uh, haunting in, in, in stories. I mean, I think some hauntings are just the presence of a spirit. And then there's hauntings where it's, a, a possessive type spirit it's an evil it's an evil presence that's yeah, that's uh taken over and, and and wants to do harm so yeah yeah in 1969 by the way uh a study done by the national institute of mental health found that spirit spirit possession belief exists in 74 percent of 488 societies that they surveyed across the world all the pacific cultures native americans north south america european lots of asian have some concept that a human being can be possessed by some other entity a spirit or a demon whatever they might Mm -hmm. call it 
Um, and that that points towards this Amityville location has a few anomalies about it that people have said might have something to do with these hauntings. So and you're you're saying the people that did that study are was a mental health group? Yeah. So yeah, it was the National Institute of Mental Health. I mean that that's amazing because I would I would suspect that a lot of the you know, if somebody says they're possessed or, or they might not even say it, but they they exhibit something that might be construed as as possessed could also be like, yeah, but they're bipolar or they're or they are oh, schizophrenic. schizophrenic. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So, something that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I find that interesting. Put a pin in that because that's yeah. where where I want to get to, because people have uh, suggested that the Amityville house location might have been the site of a uh, somewhat famous a witch by the name of John Ketchum, who Ooh. left, uh, you may uh, have heard of Salem, Massachusetts. He apparently moved mm-hmm. from Salem, Massachusetts to build a place to worship the devil in Amityville. And there are people that believe that the Amityville house sits atop the former place where, mm-hmm. where, where John Ketchum led satanic worship. And that provided the sort of sort of conduit that it would allow him to to sort of possess people or some sort of evil entity that he had awoken there. Now, Andy, Andy, we've talked about in a prior uh, episodes, really this, this cool concept of what are called thin places, which are a attempt to explain why there are places on our planet and our reality that seem to have a lot of interaction with ghost or otherworldly creatures Mm-hmm. And the, the concept is that we live in a plane of existence, which, for, for lack of a better term, is sort of abutted up next to another plane of existence. It's a multiverse theory where, like, we live in a reality. Other realities are right next to us. We're just not living there, so we don't experience them. This but, is how we get multiple Spider-Mans. I'm, yeah. I'm on board. I'm listening. It is. I'm right. Yeah, and, you get and, it. And, and yeah. at times, these two universes, because of trauma or tragic events or mucking around in, in a sort of reality, they might just sort of bump into each other and create a space where it's a little easy for people to pass from one reality to another or entities to pass. And so, you know, a, a ghost just might be an entity from the afterlife, which is just another plane of existence mm-hmm. that somehow is still existing in the wrong plane. And that's, that leads to the terror and the horror just as, if you walked through a doorway and found yourself in the 1940s, you'd be like, I'm not a ghost. I'm not a ghost. I, I, I don't know how I got here. I, you would be freaking out. And like, yeah. you would be the ghost in that, in that scenario. And so, yeah, no, he was wearing so, strange you know, did, clothes. Did, 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 yeah. yeah. Who's this Spider-Man. Rob Zombie on your shirt? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Who is this? He must be a powerful wizard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so other, other theories on, uh, aside from John Ketchum, the uh, uh, displaced uh, Salem, witch who worshiped the devil in Amityville. Um, People say that there were ancient Indian burial grounds and that the Amityville house was built atop of one of these ancient Indian burial grounds. And so Mm -hmm. uh, whenever you build atop a cemetery, I think that that's a real good case for otherworldly spirit type interference, right? For some reason, yeah, disturbing the resting place of people tends to be a bad thing. I feel like that's a sign that you didn't get a building inspector out there 
uh, ahead Duh. of time. I feel like you did not get <laughs> yeah. a city planner or a building inspector if you're if you're building on a burial ground because surely somebody would have been like, this where this where Rufus used to be buried, and uh, you know, yeah, you'd be right. like, oh, well, can we just go like twenty feet that way or something, you know? But but yeah. it, I'll tell you that that um, that is a you know, if you watch a lot of horror movies, and I do, do you watch a lot of horror movies, uh, Justin? Yeah, I do. I yeah. do. My son is very into horror movies. I watched yeah. uh, Midsommar last night, actually. That is nice. That is uh, Guano Loco, right there. That is big time. See all the faces in the trees. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go watch yes, it again. Yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Not um, good. But but the but the ancient burial ground thing. I mean, that is that that is a trope that's used often. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where it's like you shouldn't you know hopefully no one's using it these days but it, every now and then right it'll pop yeah up. it's a little like yeah i mean it's once it's in the yeah. simpsons as a joke you're like oh criminy you know so yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah didn't poltergeist first use it or so i can't yeah. remember poltergeist some, I don't was built movie. on top of a of a yeah yeah i think some people are very peculiar about where they're laid to rest some ghost mm-hmm. some otherworldly entities seem to be real concerned about it um yeah some people are like bury me under that house yeah 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 i mean yeah. i i don't really care. that's why i say just just chunk me in the ocean i don't mean don't cremate me i mean literally like just yeah don't cremate shark, bait. shark bait. Oh, yeah just let the sh- yeah why not like right what better way to go than in the belly of a shark there you go i mean i, don't, I hear I don't, you i don't know it's like a christmas tree you just I'm just making don't, fish habitat. Don't let your family know that uh, that is your wish because uh, easily, you know, they could be, hey, we're going to the beach next week, Dad. Come on. And uh, we don't hear uh, from you again. And they're like, Dad died last week. That's and, how uh, he wanted to go. That's, he said, he wanted- just chuck me to the shark. He said it. I have it recorded on a podcast. I want to be I want to be dead before the sharks eat me. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's oh, what. That's, that's, that's my point yeah, is maybe, better. just maybe, mm, your family won't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Check what kind Definitely. of life insurance you got going on. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not great. Uh, yeah. it's, not, it's not good enough to kill me. Um, yeah. Question is, what kind of insurance that shark has? Because they usually pull them up and cut you out. Probably progressive. That lady is diligent. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code CBM20 for 20% off plus free ship. It's a new year, new me, with the global leaders and below-the-waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand-new Ultra Premium Body Wash. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. That's right. You got some loose balls, so trim them. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com 
for our exclusive offer plus 20% off plus free shipping with the code CBM20. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with the code CBM20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use CBM20. It's a new year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. The other interesting theory that I particularly like I can't imagine that it's true, but it does point us to the next sort of logical stepping point for this this theory is that the Native Americans use the site where the Amityville house was as their sanatorium, as a as an insane asylum where they kept Oh, did they have I, those? I, well, that's why I thought if Native Americans had enough insane people to have a sanatorium it's the first i've ever heard of it well the only thing i've heard that's anything like this is when women would have their periods they would like send them to live in a teepee for like yeah so that's the only thing i've heard this even closest i don't picture an insane asylum at all i don't picture it as a building and i don't know who goes there for native americans yeah right but i but here's what i do know i do know that insane asylums sanatoriums are some of the most haunted places that you can find in this country like oh yeah like wherever there's a sanatorium and wherever there is an abandoned sanatorium countless people say it is a fucked up place and that makes sense to me right yeah anywhere there's a lot of pain and strife you're gonna have spirits that you they talk about uh, royal hope hospital saint augustine florida uh absolutely terrifying if you ever read the stories about it the smells, the sounds, the, the the people who phantom walking the halls, the voices, people hear disbodied voices all over that place. Uh, the, the real famous one is the Pennhurst Asylum in uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania, with one of the most haunted places in America. Um, a lot of these places now, because this stuff's so popular, they're, they're turning them into museums and, and, and tourists can go and spend the night in these things. And uh, no, yeah, it, it seems like a terrible idea. Uh, one of these places, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't an asylum. It was a, a hotel where it was supposedly haunted, and some guy spent the night and heard voices and killed like four people. And the <laughs> owners were like, oh, oh, I guess that was a bad idea." I, I always <laughs> yeah, have this mentality uh, of like, uh, you know, if you like, when people go to do that, it's like, what if you just don't believe in any of this, and you like. I know that's very dumb. I, I I know sometimes when I say something, well, that's dumb. But like, what if you just don't believe in like, well, I don't believe in ghosts. So it's like, it's just a rat or whatever, you, you know, like, right. um, it, sure. it, you know, so I always, uh, and I'm not saying that that's, you know, I do have yeah. a really, I have a hard time believe, you know, as much as I love a good conspiracy, uh, like I, I, uh, the idea of aliens s- seems really realistic. Like it, it there's no way yeah. that the mm-hmm. universe is as big as it is. And we're like, yeah, it's just us. So that, that seems really realistic, but there's a lot of other stuff. I have a really hard time believing. And so I'm not saying I don't believe in ghosts uh, just cause I've never seen one, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, well, I've never seen one. So I'm not saying I love being in this dark, creepy place, but uh, you know, that kind of thing. I, I, I don't know. I always wondered about that. Like, you know, they're like, well, did they, did they work themselves up? because they believed and that's right. how they you know like well right. he killed five people because he he thought he was being possessed or whatever like was it did he convince right. himself of that you know well they are doing studies now uh that they have they're trying to understand consciousness a little bit better and also it's tied in with this ufo research mm-hmm. um is they're trying to study the brains of people that have had experiences with ufos or paranormal things they've noticed that people's brains that experience these things 
their brains are different than other people's brains. Mm -hmm. So basically there's two types of brains. There's brains that have uh, a certain part of their brain where it's, it's got more space in it or something, but it, it, it looks very similar to a schizophrenic's brain, but it, it just allows more information to mm -hmm. come in. So it's one of those things where it's like, is, are they just tuning into stuff that's there and the rest of us can't tune into it? Oh, so it's, okay. um, they're predisposed from birth to see or hear these ah, things. Yeah. Never, that's interesting. I, well, and, I and, was not aware of that. And, and that is a yeah. really nice segue to tie a couple things together because um, as, I, as I thought about this, this Amityville story, the possibility that it was built on top of a, a sanatorium but also, like the earliest cases that we know of um, of spirit possession, there's a couple really famous ones. Like, like uh, you guys may have heard of the Wat Watseka Wonder. Watseka, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Um, it's a woman named What's a Mary Lurancy Venom. This was in the 1870s. Um, she was a uh, a woman in this small town and. She was studied extensively because she would go into these fits of possession, suddenly change from morose to sullen to mystic and imaginary. Like she had these uh, joyous trips to heaven that she would go on and she would come back. Uh, sometimes she spoke as an old woman named Katrina Hogan, sometimes as a young man named Willie Cannon. Uh, she eventually landed on a, on a spirit that she called Mary Roth. Um, it was the deceased daughter and she spoke as Mary. She had voices uh, of different people that possessed her at times and spoke extensively about this other plane of existence where these, these entities came from, which of course, when examined, uh, they sent her to a sanatorium. They sent her to an insane asylum, wow. right? Um, or more recently, um, 2011 in uh, Gary, Indiana, a daughter by the name of uh, Latoya uh, Ammons moved into a new apartment. And within days, uh, they started to experience uh, Amityville-like circumstances, like black flies swarming the porch in like dense, just, just you know, where like you couldn't get through the swarm. Um, they, uh, they heard footsteps in the basement, doors creaking, chairs moving, um, they saw a shadowy figure of a man pacing in the living room and the, uh, they found a boot print that was created by some unknown force. Their daughter um, was levitating above their bed during a sleepover. And uh, that's a good the, trick for a sleepover. man. I mean, yeah, they're like, are you high? Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Older children were thrown across the room by unknown force. And, uh, and then they heard a, a dis, uh, disbodied voice saying, it's time to die. I will kill you. Um, there was a, a documentary made about this. My favorite part of this story is they interviewed <laughs> the landlord. Charles Reed was the owner of the, the place that they rented. And he was like, I've never seen no nothing, no going on, nothing at all. All I know is that every time they was late on their rent, they had some story about paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's like, 
This is like I tell you, you can't get good people to rent, man. These people, they're claiming abduction. They're claiming this. Swarms of locusts. Come on, man. I've read the Bible. There's a Come bunch on. of BS. That's great. Hey, we're, That's right. you're a little late on your rent, Justin. What, what's going on? It's like, well, this flying saucer came down. I've been gone. I hadn't worked in a month because I've been abducted. They also, uh, doctors came in, police came in, and they were like, this this woman, uh, Latoya Ammons, who says she's possessed, needs to be committed. Right. She's got a mental disorder. And and that that sort of is the, the tie back to um, the National Institute of Health comment. I made the study they did is they have been trying to understand mental health and depression in these things. And, at, 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 and this is from an article that I read is that. Essentially, historically, scientists, shamans, cultures have have tried to explain mental health issues in basically just two categories, a belief in some form of evil spirit that's invaded the body or some sort of internal toxic substance like mm. melancholia or something inside your brain that that or that, that needs to be medicated or fixed it's some it's and in both cases your brain has something in it that either you have too much of or doesn't belong or needs to be and and it to me it it really goes back to what you're saying shane which is i i find it peculiar that when we think about this the woman from the 19 i'm sorry the 1870s uh who was probably schizophrenic she had different voices that manifested themselves like back then that people would say well she's possessed by evil spirits and then modern science comes along and say no we now know that's a disorder of the brain known as schizophrenia and it reminds mm -hmm. me of that that scene in dr strange if you've seen the dr strange movie where the sorcerer supreme is showing him these maps of the human body of chakras and stuff. And he's like, Oh, please give me a break. And yeah. 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 Cause he's he like, Oh, you don't like, he didn't believe yeah, that. Right. It's like, Oh, you don't like that. Well, how about yeah, this yeah. one? And it's a more modern map of the human body and a more modern. And she's yeah. just like, all of these are just incomplete views of the human body. I mean, years ago, hundreds of years ago, we thought you were possessed by a, a spirit. Now we think you're schizophrenic. What are we going to think a hundred years from now? Are we going to say, yeah. actually, people that experienced those things had a switch turned on in their brain, which was allowing them some sort of communication or some sort of entry point for creatures of another plane of existence. And we're going to just realize that like what we thought was a mental disorder or a mental incapacity, depression, schizophrenia, bipolar. We now know better that that's not really what it is. It's something even more different. I mean, something like taking the person and coming in from another plane and, and sort of invading them for a little bit type thing. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, the, Maybe. what we know of the brain is that it essentially works by electromagnetic impulses and it's able to communicate through electromagnetic uh, communication with all your body parts and, and, and your neurons and whatever. And, more and more, I think that we're understanding that it, that the, that existence, reality as we know it, is very, very similar to a lot of electromagnetic impulses, right? Like it, it, 
if, if somehow people's brains have something going on that allows them to experience and exist in another plane of existence, which is not normal. Like a thousand years ago, we thought, well, they're crazy. They're possessed. Throw them in a ditch and, and lock them away. Let them die. Yeah. Today, we think put them in an insane asylum. But in a hundred thousand years or a thousand years from now, we might say these people are actually communicating with another plane of existence. They're, super they're superheroes. Heroes. Right. Yeah. I think I think it'd be interesting if uh, you know I always think that, like the witch trials and things like that, and you know I'm sure y'all have covered that and all, but uh, I always find that crazy that they're like, all right, well look, we'll it will we'll drown them, and if they drown, yeah, uh, yeah, they they weren't a witch, yeah, but if they float back up, they're a witch, and we'll have to kill them. Um, uh, along those lines of of like, what if uh, what if they just like to do voices? uh you know like what if what if 100 or so years ago you know it was somebody like me just walking yeah, around right going, right hey, how are you doing it's good to see you oh no yeah, man. like this guy i know that's probably not what the case but i'm just saying it would be interesting if like somebody who loved doing voices like robin williams would have been put away you do wonder that you do wonder about that like you know he, he's definitely an actor comedian that that will make you think along those lines like well what if he was a little little schizophrenic or or if or you know the the more likely scenario is he just was that much of a genius and yeah channeling. yeah right i think that the line between yeah. true genius and insanity is a pretty fine line yeah it's usually a white line of cocaine and i <laughs> i'm saying that <laughs> the line between insanity schizophrenia sort of mental disorders and someone who could communicate and talk with the dead yeah. is really a thin line as well you know i'm curious you know so you like conspiracies when you see um you know somebody who's like oh well, i can talk with the dead do you instantly go well that's horse crap or do you go well it's possible. well well how, how do you how do you just it, it, you know for the, me the, 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 the context of how it arises is critical okay because okay. nowadays in our culture you rarely meet someone who claims to be able to speak to the dead who doesn't do it in a self-aggrandizing way to make money. It's right, rarely done. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's rarely done in that in that way. Yeah. And so and it's so, par it's parlor tricks and and you fit you 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 know, if you're yeah. I love magic, but I also enjoy trying to figure it out while I'm watching it type thing. Yeah, so that's what yeah, I'm saying. Totally. I kinda, I, that's that's how I am about like that sort of thing. It's like, all yeah. right, well. Are you really talking to the dead or like is this sure. is this on TV so the producers talk to Shirley up in the crowd ahead of time and everybody had a list for relatives and he read that card like I don't know you know what I mean so sure, yeah for sure yeah. I do and and my my point is let's presume for the sake of this argument that there is some sort of genetic mental state where certain people are just born and they can communicate with another plane of existence, whether that's the dead or just another reality, right. they, they really, they, they, it's genuine. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and by the way, there's been lots of studies that show that that's, that probably is true, but let's just right. assume it's true for the sake of this argument. Got it. If you, if you could do that, how you were received by your culture and community is entirely dependent upon what era location you were born in. Some cultures a long time ago, you would have been a shaman and you would have been a very important person in that yes, culture. Yes, yes, yes. Some cultures, you would be like, You're you are, up. you are, yeah, right. 
I mean, you're a whack job. You're a whack <laughs> job, right? Yeah. If if Amityville was built on top of a sanatorium, that makes the most sense to me because, to me, the 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 attempt to understand how the brain works is essentially the same as what mental health facilities do. Now, I mean, places like <laughs> uh, the, the Penhurst Asylum, they just committed horrific atrocities in the name of understanding the human brain, Yeah, yeah. Uh, which only compounds the problem in terms of like, I can speak to people who've died and now all I can hear are the anguishing death screams of my former yeah. roommates who were tortured to death by crazy ass scientists. But yeah, I, I think that, that these types of Amityville stories um, involve some, some kind of brain activity that we don't quite understand. At least nowadays, even since Amityville presents itself as schizophrenia or, or, or some other mental disorder. That's, or sometimes it's just a carbon monoxide leak. <laughs> Can be, right? I, I think there's something to this idea that, that there's some link between experience with paranormal. And it's back to your question, Andy. Like, if you send somebody who's the switch isn't on into a haunted house, they'll be like, it's just a fucking house. There's nothing yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You send somebody who's the switch is on, or maybe the, maybe it's not an on-off. Maybe it's a dimmer switch. Mm -hmm. And so for some people, oh, it's yeah. a little bit on. Right. Some people, it's all the way on, and some people, it's all the way off. You said yeah, like so me, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm feeling something. It's not, I'm not seeing or hearing anything, but this is weird. Maybe yeah, that's. And I, and I mean, it's almost like a superpower of sorts. Like I, you know, I, as a kid, I used to think I had a superpower where I could like, I know when electronics are on. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, if there's a TV on, I can hear it from like a mile away, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, and wow. then, and and and, uh, and all it is, it's like. TVs used to give off this like it's like a high pitched thing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, ears and, were young, young and, ears can and, hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I could, like I remember being in the hallway at school, and uh, I turned to this other kid in the hallway. Like they're watching TV in that room. He's like, "How do you know?" It's like, like you couldn't hear the TV, but I knew they were watching TV because well, that's that's a superpower. So, Crazy. but is, yeah. what a crappy superpower! I would much rather right, have right. some other stuff. Yeah. It's called tonight. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, man, we, I think we need final thoughts here. Mm, okay. uh, and I will say that I think the Amityville case. I think that the book and the movie that's based on that book are sensationalized, like everything. I don't understand why the Lutz family would buy a home with six murders in it, keep the furniture, move out less than a month later, and not, I mean, they didn't make any money off this. Like, that always, yeah. to me, is like a good sign for, for someone telling the truth. They did not try to capitalize on this, right? The Lutzes, they, they were interviewed off camera, they would not speak of the final night they were there. They said it was too horrific and they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't ask for money. They weren't they weren't seeking publicity. And that to me seems like why would you buy a house, move out less than 30 days later, lose money and not try to recoup it through some sort of cessational PR tour? Unless you were like, we were generally scared. Something yeah. was weird going on in that house and we had to get out. 
didn't they call the Warrens? Didn't this kind of all come about, you know, not all come about, but a lot of it came the the Warrens from the Conjuring movies, like the like they they investigated that house at some yeah. point, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, there's been several there's been several sort of uh, investigations before and since. And some some stuff has just turned up like this was just some people think the guy just there's been lots of claims that everything in the book is sort of a hoax. But hmm. the Lutz family is still real and they still yeah. did give like I think it's insane, like forty something plus hours of interviews that they gave on record wow. on on tape, right? But mm-hmm. um, uh, so I I I tend to think that the Amityville is real, but I more think that if it is real, it has to do with this idea that there are people or places which somehow are unlocking a part of our brain that is normally sort of dimmed or off that. It takes something like this, some sort of energy or drugs or both to sort of open you up to this this sort of experience. That's my final thought. So my final thought, I agree with that. There is some uh, perception stuff going on in terms of consciousness and what people feel. I know a lot of these places that are haunted also have weird uh, magnetic or electromagnetic properties on the property. That's true. Like in that area. So it's not a burial ground. It's not whatever. It's just this is a place... It's the way Sedona has vortexes or it's the way the Bermuda Triangle is mm-hmm. a special place or even places like Skinwalker Ranch supposedly have something under the ground that's affecting people. So I think that there's some magnetic force or some force that's either partnering with this or causing this eye to open for right. people. Uh, but I think it's a combination of things. And uh, I'm just curious to see how, as we gain more uh consciousness about the study of consciousness uh, we'll learn more about it because it's it's super interesting and it would be great to kind of put to bed these like crazy stories i mean it's fun to hear them but also be like oh what is the reason for this and oh there is actually uh something horrible going on or it's just you know a combination of uh, effects from either infrasound low waves of uh low audio or whatever it is but yeah i'm i love hearing about it i love thinking about it and uh Hopefully this UFO stuff that's happening now will kind of open our eyes to it. Clearly something happened. Um, you know, when somebody says they were possessed by the devil, I am always a little bit skeptical. I'm like, is that a good way of getting out of saying, you know, like I'm sick of my family rent um, payments. Right. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder if that's the, you know, like if is it a scapegoat and then they're like, well, hell I can just right. blame the devil. Who's going to stop me. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, yeah, so anyway, sure. that's that, that's that's my take on it. Uh, I will tell you, I love. I okay. think it's a good story. Uh, I know it's true, but I'm just saying I like the movie. Uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's man. This has been great, Andy. Uh, cool. If uh, people yeah. wanted to see you perform or check you out, check out your your social media or whatever they whatever you like people to do to follow you. What what should they do, man? How do they? I am. Uh, I am. I am comic big a. My nickname is big a and I'm mm-hmm. a comic. So I am comic big a at everything. So on Facebook, it's comic big a uh, and and Twitter and Instagram. I have another Instagram that shows my art. It's Andy underscore Forrester underscore art. Uh, you can check that out. I, I, I try to draw pr- pictures of stuff and make it look real. And really good. Um, amazing. And, artist. Uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and, but my name's Andy Forrester, two R's in the middle of my last name. So F O R R E S T E R. You can Google that. I should be the first one that comes up, but, um, anyway, yeah, you can find me that way too. I got YouTube and everything. So yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, check out Andy. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thank you for yeah, having yeah. me. I literally love this stuff. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love talking this stuff. Great. Thanks for everyone for tuning in listening and we will see you soon. 
This has been Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith, and that's... I'm Andy Forrester. All right, peace.